John Lennon once said, life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. On today's case, Ms. Hart was on track to marry Mr. Livingston, but then a series of unfortunate events took place. She says the pandemic, the passing of Mr. Livingston's daughter, and his refusal to effectively deal with his grief all created a perfect storm of issues and a major rift between them. Mr. Livingston says he's willing to make the changes to save his relationship, but his efforts might be a case of too little, too late. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of Hart versus Livingston. Thank you very much. Ms. Hart, Mr. Livingston, Ms. Hart, you are here in court today because you say your partner is committed to everything in his life but you. You admit the lines of communication have completely broken down, and today you are seeking answers. Yes, Your Honor. And Mr. Livingston, you say you want to save your relationship with Ms. Hart, but you need her to be more compassionate and to learn how to compromise. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. So why don't you start, Ms. Hart? Why are we in court? We are here today because I am beyond frustrated with Mr. Livingston mm -hmm. because I should be Mrs. Livingston right now. Uh-oh. He has went back on our three-year plan and... He's completely let his career and his mentoring program get out of control. And I need to know what's going on because I'm completely shut out. And if I don't get any real answers today to get out of this limbo that we're in, I'm done. All right, Mr. Livingston, tag, you're it. You heard what Ms. Hart said. I love this woman. I want to start off there. I love this woman. I like that. That starts us off good. From the bottom of her feet to good. the top of her head. Um, we met at a gym. And, uh, and you're not supposed to approach beautiful women. That's the, you're not supposed to approach beautiful women in the gym because mm -hmm. they're doing their thing. It's kind of creepy. But so we interacted because we're the only black people at our gym. Mm -hmm. it's just, and so we naturally, that gravitational pull of being in a similar ethnic group mm -hmm. pulled us together. And we interacted. We hit it off well. But we were both respectively seeing someone. And respecting those boundaries, we kept it friendly until... Uh, fortuitous time when we weren't seeing someone else. And so we started... We, we started dating pre-pandemic. So, yeah. in other words, you all were gym friends. Yeah. And then when you all discovered that uh, you were no longer otherwise encumbered or entangled... Yes. Um, you said, let's see if the platonic relationship can turn into something romantic. Yeah. Exactly. Good. And obviously, with the smiles that are on both of your faces, um, you have very fond memories of those early, those early days, correct? Yes. That's yes. very correct. So, pre-pandemic, that means... Um, I know that you all are from Chicago. Yes. And that's where I live with my family, so I know all the gyms shut down in Chicago which means you could not go to the gym during the pandemic. So you, how did you all maintain your relationship during the pandemic? Did you shelter in place together? Yes. Yes. Okay. So something tells me that a lot of things happened during the pandemic. Why don't you catch me up, Ms. Hart? I'm going to let Miles tell you, but um, during that time, his daughter had passed away. And I appreciate the fact that you are um, going to turn it on over to Mr. Livingston. Mr. Livingston, I read that um, in the case file that you lost your daughter during the pandemic. So many families were devastated that way. And, sir, please, my heart goes out to you. Because that's wrong with the universe. That's just never supposed to happen that a parent is supposed to bury their child. So I can imagine that was difficult for you, sir. Excuse me. Take your time. Um, sweets, my mm -hmm. daughter and I were um, 
extremely close, Your Honor. Um, I raised my daughter. Thank you, Conley. Um, I raised my daughter from sixth grade forward. Her mom took a job that took her away, and I took full custody. I was at the parent-teacher conferences, the trips, everything. And so my daughter was everything. Um, she became a teacher like me. She, wow. was, she was a far superior teacher than I could ever be. She taught special ed. Um, she was just amazing. Um, she was very charitable. She worked at animal shelters. Even during the pandemic, she had her mask on. And she wasn't supposed to because of the con her heart condition. But still, she was like, Dad, I got to show up. I got to go. Mm. What you taught me. I'm sorry. No, sir. Um, Diane was very helpful during that time because it was rough. It's still rough. Um, yes, and, and that's one of the things I, I wish she could understand is that it's, an, it's a lot to get up and go. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that helps me get up and go is that I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I can still be somewhat of a father, um, even though my daughter's no longer here physically, to these students who some of them are without fathers. I can imagine, Ms. Hart, that was a very tough time. Am I correct? Yes. Like, he... While he's been grieving and I understand his grief, he's stepped in to once everything's... Like, even before things start opening back up, it was small things. He, like, start, like, being... Like, doing outside of the school things with the children. And I'm just like, okay. And... Give me some... Give me an example, because... But you knew that. I understand the... the I understand the, the dynamic of the teacher. What has changed? That's what I want to get to. Because, you know, because his daughter was so passionate about mm -hmm. teaching and now she's not here and with him trying to cope with that loss, he just started, you know, doing more and more things for these children. Like, okay, you, you got the parent-teach conference, they got games or they, you know, need, you know, something to do constructive to stay mm -hmm. out of trouble on the weekends. You know, so you're going to step into that role. That's, that's nice, but it just, like, it was little stuff. Do you feel like you are getting the short shrift in the deal? Yes, I, I do. Give me an example of what you say is a violation of a boundary so that I can fully understand. So as things were opening back up and, you know, he wanted to spend more time with his students and his mentees and everything, so he would have them come to the house. Nuh-uh. We wake up. Well, I wake up, and I'm going to look for him. I'm coming downstairs in my... Unmentionables. Yeah. And it's at least five of them in the house, in the kitchen, in the living room, just hanging out. Promotional consideration provided by... Divorce Court will be right back. We had set boundaries in place because they started to come by more often. Without being announced, right? So okay. we had set up days and times that they could come without it being a problem. Okay. But, like, two months ago, I'm coming downstairs in my... Unmentionables. Yeah. And... I, like, we go to sleep. Nobody's in the house, just us. We wake up. Well, I wake up, and I'm going to look for him, and I'm hearing voices, and it's at least five of them in the house, in the kitchen, in the living room, just hanging out. Mr. Livingston, Ms. Hart makes a completely valid 
She does. She um, if you all live together, that's her home also. And you all have to establish what the boundaries are within your home. That's just it. And you all agree on the boundaries. What happened in that situation, sir? I'm totally agreement. I messed up there. Um, but this is not the first time. I messed up there. And you, a lot you, of these kids are at risk. You keep escalating. You keep escalating. It's getting worse and worse. You blew off our date. You, you didn't say anything. I'm upstairs getting dressed. And his phone rings, like it always does. And he immediately leaves. No, hey, babe, I had to step out for a minute. So I'm thinking maybe he wants to go get gas. So I'm calling him. I called you at least five times. In that particular incident, Your Honor, mm -hmm. a student was displaced, had to leave uh, his respective home. Uh, it got kind of ugly there with the parental figures. And he needed somewhere to go. He wanted to go to a relative's house. And he called me. Okay. And you and could I, have went, just said that instead of running out was, the door. But I was in the moment. And, 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 and I was in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and I had to go. And, and, and I'm always there for you. I will always Mr. Livingston, be there for you. stop for one second. You are um, rightfully grieving the loss of your child. But what boundaries are you putting in place so that you don't unduly burden your family that's still here, meaning Ms. Hart, with that loss? while you're dealing with it, sir? It's an excellent question, Your Honor. I really believe I've done... It's went in reverse mm -hmm. by me trying to keep distance or by me trying to throw into um, my vocation, going to the gym and, and, and my creative ventures. But you're I, shutting me to, out now. I've tried, and I, that wasn't my intent. What happened but to y'all going to the gym? Y'all don't go to the gym together? Okay. So I don't... <laughs> I don't go to the gym anymore with him. I show up to the gym, and it's a kid's mother doing what? What was she doing, Miss Hart? He likes to flex his muscles. Yana, it's not that. It's these women. But she shouldn't have been touching your arm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't even get to the touching. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. The gym's supposed to be y'all's special place. Now, you cannot tell me that you crossed that boundary. During the pandemic, I picked up weight. Everybody did. Everybody they called did. it the and pandemic I, 15. Yeah. And, I'm, and I, I'm not ashamed to say uh, when sweets passed, I drank excessively. Okay. Um, you tried uh, to self-medicate. I did. Mm-hmm. And I've been sober uh, for the last couple of years now. Good for you. Thank you. And uh, part of that and part of my therapy um, is I go to the gym quite I'm, often. Sometimes twice a day. I completely get that. So... It's not necessarily these kids. They've only been there a couple of times. I wouldn't do oh like that. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't matter if they've only been there a couple of times because you know what the biggest problem is now when the kids, it's also the kids' mothers. Okay. So I'm a mother, and I met you at a gym, and now I show up to the gym, and it's a kid's mother doing what? What was she doing, Miss Hart? He likes to flex his muscles. 
And Arnold Schwarzenegger were... style? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger style? Oh my God. The gun? You what like is it? The gun show? I you know like what. I, I didn't say I didn't like it. Check your inbox. There's I videos didn't... in the inbox out of it. She likes that. Don't... Oh, I wait a minute, Mr. Livingston, let me be very clear. <laughs> Miss Hart is not saying there's anything wrong with you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and her. She 100% <laughs> likes the Terminator. That works for her. What she doesn't like is for the Terminator to be showing up at other pe- places with other women to enjoy. Am I correct, Ms. Hart? Correct. Yana, it's not that. It's these women. But she shouldn't have been touching your arm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't even get to the touching. So the flexing was one thing, but there was some yeah, inappropriate she's giggly, touching. She touched his arm. Yeah. This happens all the time. This happens at, at work. Do you Someone know this just happened go, last night? Someone just... No, it, it, it did, and and they do that. The women do like I had on a t-shirt. Excuse and, me, I uh, might need to take a recess and call my husband who likes to go to the gym because if I find that there's a bunch of women rolling up and touching his arms, we have a problem. They, we could be like in um, like last night she's speaking about. I was standing there and I went to get her a, a wine, a glass of wine, and the women turned and looked, because I had a T-shirt on, and I'm not ashamed to say, I'm buff, I put the work in. Correct. And, and, and so she's like, oh, here we go. I said, nothing happened, no one did any touching. Wait, why, why, why did you say, no, here be- we go again? Because he's all, this is, not, this is not an isolated incident. Even when I showed up to his school, you know, to link up with him after his parent-teacher conferences, it was another... I want to say this was the same mother that was in there giggling and touching your arm. I, you know, what I'm, what I'm listening to is inadvertent disrespect. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt with that. But a lack of communication is very clear in this. And I think one of the reasons why is because, um, if I may be so bold, Mr. Livingston, I'm not sure that you've effectively dealt with the loss of your child, and how that has manifested itself with you. But I take this so seriously, relationships and wonderful, kind people like you. I really wanted to get the benefit of somebody else's expertise. So I asked one of my team of experts to join me to help me to help you, if that's all right. That'd be fine. Okay. I appreciate that. Robert, would you please ask Dr. James Francis to join us, please? Sure. Thank you. Everybody, everybody does not grieve the same way. And that's why I wanted to ask Dr. Francis to come in. Dr. Francis, uh, welcome uh, to the courtroom. Sir, tell me a little bit about your background for the benefit of our our plaintiff and defendant. Thank you, Judge Starr. Um, Sir, first of all, I honor your story and I honor what you've been through. Thank you. Um, But I'm a licensed mental health uh, clinical clinician. I serve adults, individuals, and couples. And um, I'd like to help because one of my specialties is grief as well as anxiety, depression, and some addiction. And so, uh, just from hearing what you guys have been going through, I'd like to offer any help that I can. Dr. Francis, what is manifesting itself? How's grief manifesting itself with Mr. Livingston, as far as you can tell? So, from what I've observed, uh, there seems to be some outlets that you're looking for. Um, You mentioned uh, alcohol. Um, And even looking towards the, the, the children that you work with, I mean, that's amazing work that you're doing. However, I think that the focus... Um, is on building a community, but I think the community you need is more of your peers and and more of the people who have been through what you've been through. And so leaning into the community with Ms. Hart um, means bringing her into his grieving process. Am I correct? Absolutely. And Ms. Hart, I think that has been the point that you 
um, have felt shut out of this. Am I correct? Yes. It was recently his daughter's birthday, and I really felt it that at that point in time, like, you won't let me help you. You won't let me be there the way that I was there when she passed away. You are shutting me out now. Um, Mr. Livingston, to what do you attribute the, the shutdown? I, I have no... Um... I probably did. I more than likely did because mm-hmm. it's, it's for something that was the best day of my life. It's the worst. I understand. Excuse me. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sir. So I don't want to um, <clears throat> apologize. Um, I don't want to bring, I don't want to bring you into that. Yeah, that's the woman you that have you, that's the woman you love. in so long in front of me. And you used to cry in front of me, and now you just you. Because I don't you want afraid? you to see that. Because I don't want you to see that. I gotta stand up, and, and I gotta I gotta stand up. It's not just it's not just me. It's for my sweets. It's for you. It's for my family. It's being this black man. I gotta stand up. I gotta get up and go. Life is still here. And I want to support here, you. So I gotta I gotta go, and I don't want you to see me like that. I want you to see me getting up, and and I like the fact that you can see me from being here. No diss to anybody, but being from being here to now here. The fact that I can go and I won Teacher of the Year last year, the fact that I can continue to, to provide and protect and be this man that I'm supposed to be, to be this black man I'm supposed to be. So, no, I probably will go outside to the car and cry or go in the bathroom and cry because I don't want you to see that. I don't want you to bring you into that. And that's, that might be wrong, but that's just the way I feel about it. I have felt about it. She loves you more when you open your heart. Every time your heart opens you put another little open space for her to fill. So giving her the opportunity to fill it is what's going to make the relationship grow. I understand that. I don't want to do this life without you. You're the best thing that's happened to me since everything otherwise adversely has happened to me. So I don't want to do it without you. So I, I, I do whatever I do to improve counseling, whatever it is, because I don't want you to be anywhere else but with me. Dr. Francis, if this is a couple that's willing to work to reestablish that bond, uh, what can you offer them, sir? I'd love to work with you guys. I can help with accountability, help you establish boundaries, but also help you to carry them out. But also, how to learn to be vulnerable with each other. I think that is ultimately what you guys need, and I would love to serve. And so I'll provide some couples counseling and maybe even some individual counseling if that will help. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. that. I am rooting for the two of you to succeed. Uh, with Dr. Francis's help, I think that you will succeed because you come with open hearts. And any of those spaces, just let the other person fill it. It's the best feeling in the world to have your heart filled with love. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Francis. Thank you. The ability to make yourself vulnerable in a relationship is something that I think is underestimated for a lot of people. I don't know if it's generational or it's because you're a male. You learn something new every day. And I'm used to, I grew up where, let them grieve, you know, let them be them. You know, you don't know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And it means leave them alone. Right. And that's not really the right way to do it. Not at all. Allowing yourself to um, grieve openly Mm -hmm. is the first stage in having 
that wound start to heal. He's never going to get over the loss of his no, child. Of you don't get over it, you get through it. Mm -hmm. And I think he needs his partner to help him. Absolutely, it has to be a team effort. Made in Georgia.